Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Hi, and welcome back to You Need Therapy. I am the host, Kat, and I am so glad you're here, and I'm so glad we made it. It is the final week of 2020. I'm going to share some thoughts about how to move through 2020 into 2021 on Couch Talks on Wednesday, but I want to talk about New Year's resolutions today. A lot of us are ramping up to finally press the start button on some goals and desires we've been waiting to work towards, and statistically... At the same time, 90% of New Year resolutions don't stick. And the most popular resolutions all revolve around dieting, which I think most of us will be like, oh yeah, that sounds about right. So for the sake of not wasting your own time, I'm going to invite you to try something a little bit different with me this year. And I have my friend Crystal on today to talk about dieting and why dieting doesn't work and why at the same time we keep trying it anyway every year. And I'm really excited for her to be on. She's awesome. She's been on the show before. But first, I want to talk generally about why the resolutions we keep or we keep setting don't work. I have found two consistent problems. One of the problems is how freaking big they are. One thing that resolutions usually have in common is that they are things that take months to really obtain, like losing 50 pounds or running a marathon. So you'll essentially be losing at something for months until you finally win. And then what? After you get that thing, does life go back to normal? Are you then allowed to start eating donuts again? Or do you now spend your free time watching dog TikToks instead of running? Like it's something that we work towards and we work towards and we work towards and then we get it. And then like, okay. So that's one of the issues is the magnitude. And the other issue is the new year, new me stuff. I personally get really frustrated, angry, sad when I see this because very rarely, if ever, Do I encounter people who need to become completely new people? 
all of us, all of you were created with purpose, on purpose, for purpose, the way you were created, not to become a new person. You don't need to change your whole self. We just have to figure out how to use who we are in the very best way. I remember asking a client a couple years ago um, what parts of her year she wanted to leave and what parts she wanted to keep. And she wrote like five things down. And basically I could summarize those five things as I want to change everything about me become a new human with a better body, more personality, and no emotions that make myself or anyone uncomfortable. It's like she wanted like a, I don't know, a whole transformation of everything of her that a lot of people found redeeming. And so one, it's not possible to create a new you. It's not possible. And the other thing is, it's not necessary. So if you are going to be one of the 40% of Americans that attempt New Year resolutions, let's talk about how to use this as a kickstart to find small victories in who you already are. I have four things that I want to share with you. And then after that, we'll move into the conversation I had with Crystal. So one, I want you guys to look at how we can choose a way to win every day, aka stop picking goals that you have to consistently fail until you win one time. So for something to actually stick, you'll we need positive reinforcement frequently. And if you have a long term goal in mind, I want you to think about how can I set up ways to see progress in the meantime. And progress doesn't always mean success. That's a little foreshadowing into some of these other things. Second thing, add instead of subtract. So try not to be restrictive in your goals. So add things in instead of taking them away. Add in 10 minutes of stretching instead of taking out mindlessly scrolling Instagram. Our brains actually respond better to things we can have rather than things we can't. And if I tell you that you aren't allowed to have chocolate for 30 days, you are going to treat chocolate like magic. You're going to think about chocolate all the time and you're going to set yourself up to binge on chocolate after the 30 days are over. A New Year's resolution, I think, should feel like a gift and not a punishment. So I want you to think about creating goals that promote you being worthy of rather than not good enough for. All right, the third thing, simply start believing in yourself. I see a lot of people quit and not try things simply because they don't think it's possible. And self-doubt is a very normal human experience. We all struggle with it. We all have it. It all pops up from time to time. But it should never be given the power to determine your ability to do something. I like to think that all self-doubt really is, is success testing you. So that brings me to the most important part. The fourth thing, make it a point to grow this year instead of succeed. Okay, the people who do the impossible over and over again, like the people that you're like, what, how do they, they're doing that and that, and whoa, they just did this thing. The people who do the impossible over and over again have a way bigger appetite for growth rather than success. Okay, so they're looking towards how do I grow as a human, as a community, as whatever, not how do I succeed. You do not need to be a new you. You do not need to lose 50 pounds. You do not need to run a marathon. You need to do what you were created to do. And that requires growth, not to be a, a new, better version of you, but to find the better that already lives inside of you. Growing is something that is painful and change is most of the time very uncomfortable. But what would be more painful and more uncomfortable is for you to continue to stay stuck somewhere where you don't belong because you're trying to succeed at something rather than grow. And I like to say that I believe all of us 
have tons of strength inside of us. And, you know, people start going to gyms and then you become stronger and all this stuff. And I get that. And at the same time, I don't think we enter those places to build strength. We enter those places to find the strength that we already have. We just have to learn how to access it. And that is through growing and not succeeding all the time. So this year, I challenge you to grow. I don't challenge you to be someone different. I challenge you to do something different. And if you are struggling to figure out what that might look like, I want to encourage you to reach out to a therapist because if I do say so, we are good at this kind of stuff. We're good at teasing this kind of stuff out. And now I want to share with you the conversation I had with Crystal about dieting in general. And it's specifically targeted at the intense jolt that we get to start a fad diet every January. And before we cue that in, I want to be super honest and super transparent. Sometimes I really feel like I have to tiptoe so much when I'm talking about this stuff, whether you're on the person who loves the diets or your anti-diet culture, whether you're on either side. What I want to share with you guys is that I am a human like you guys. And though I am someone who doesn't believe in promoting and supporting diets, I have beliefs and stances on things that not everyone on my side of the ring agrees with. And I just want to say to the world before I cue this in, I think that's okay. The whole point behind a lot of anti-diet ideology is getting people out of the rigidity that diets promote. But even in that, people become so black and white in their anti-dietness. And I think people want to be polarizing because it gets attention and attention gets us popularity. And the gray area just isn't really very sexy. But the camp I sit in when it comes to promoting healthy, sustainable, fruitful lifestyles is gray. And I just really wanted to say that because I noticed myself becoming super self-conscious as I recorded this conversation. And I don't get that way often when it comes to this subject. And I think a part of that is coming from a place of passion. I have a huge passion for helping untie individuals out of diet culture. And at the same time, I, I may not agree and sound like and promote the exact same ideas that your favorite body positive influencer is saying. I might go against some of that stuff. And I think that our culture has such a tendency to cancel people out when they say one thing that you don't like. And I guess I'm now finally feeling like the effects of that. And this isn't coming from a place of I've had an experience where somebody has said something to me. I think this is just something internally. I don't ever want to, because I'm a human, I don't want to make people mad. I don't want to upset anybody. But at the same time, and I don't think I say anything in this episode that initiates this even conversation. I just wanted to put this out there because we all need to give people some grace when it comes to their beliefs about what's healthy for them and what is healthy. It's not all one size fits all. Now, there are some things that are like right and wrong. There are some, but not everything is that way. So I don't ever want to shame somebody for wanting to lose weight. I don't ever want to shame someone for reaching for a diet. I want to send the message that says it's okay to want that, but we need to dig into the whys behind your want. And when we do that, you may discover that it's not the weight you want to lose. It might be the story that you have about yourself that the world has helped you tie to your weight. So all in that to say... (laughs) I am pretty excited about this episode because I do love talking about this stuff and I get jittery and excited and anxious in a good way when I get to have these kinds of conversations. So I want to thank Crystal for coming and having this conversation with me. If you love what she's saying or if she sounds like somebody you want to talk to more, you can reach out to her. You can follow her at horizon underscore nutrition counseling and I will 
plug her stuff in the show notes for you guys. Thank you again, Crystal, for doing this. And I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. And I also hope that this year you do something different and your new year's resolution doesn't look like a diet. It looks like you trying to find the goodness that lives within you already. I will talk to you guys again on Wednesday for Couch Talks. Welcome back, Crystal. Hi. <laughs> I am awkward. <laughs> I'm Mina Crystal. I am here with Crystal again. When were you here? Like a couple months ago. Yeah. She is a dietitian. She's amazing. She works in the office next to mine. She loves hearing people compliment her right in front of her. <laughs> um, and I brought her on because it is Monday before the new year. And historically, the new year has brought on an abundance, I'm going to use that word, an abundance of uh, humans wanting to change their lives in the form of changing the way they look in the form of dieting. And so I wanted to talk with a real live registered dietitian who I trust, which then in turn, you guys should trust to talk about why this is, if there's pros and cons to it, let's look at it all from all angles, my approach and my ideology when it comes to dieting is pretty black and white like let's not do it but you don't have to trust me you can trust somebody that went to school for like 20 years for this <laughs> right yes and the debt to prove it <laughs> <laughs> wonderful okay so i will say if you guys just want to like get to know crystal more before or after you listen to this we did an episode on body image a couple months ago so you can go back and listen to that crystal talks way more about her personal story and the development of her as a dietitian and how she's developed into the type of dietitian she is but before we get into everything can you for people who haven't listened to that yet and are choosing not to will you tell us how you would describe your approach to nutrition? Well, my elevator speech, I guess, to nutrition is food is our friend and all, food, mm. all food is good food. Yeah. And we just a lot of times get far away from how to be a normal eater. Mm -hmm. And so my approach is being a normal eater and defining what normal is for each person because it is unique. There's not a one size fits all for normal eating. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a better um, elevator speech. <laughs> which is like very true when it comes to being a therapist. Like I think a yeah. lot of people are like, what would you do with this kind of client? It's like, this is what I might do, but I can't tell you a hundred percent because I don't know their history. Right. And we're all wired differently. And that's, there's not a one size fits all for therapy, just like there's not for nutrition. And so I'm getting ahead of myself, but that leads into one of the reasons why diets can't and don't end up working. Right. So, okay, let's just get down to it. We know the most popular resolution historically has been to lose weight. <laughs> I feel as though this has transitioned in the last couple of years. It's people wanting to go out for a lifestyle change. Yes. The verbiage has changed, but it's the game same. is the same freaking thing yeah the game is the same that's from mcgruber sorry What's that it's a movie you should watch it it's oh. a comedy oh my god come on TV. um <laughs> <laughs> um okay so what do you hear when people i mean because do you have people that call you and they're like hey new year give me a meal plan <laughs> yeah give me a meal plan i'm trying to like change my body change my life like let's do you get a lot of that and how do you respond to that I get a lot of that. And then the response I give is, let's look at your life from all angles and what's maybe causing your weight to go up. 
because behaviors, in my opinion, are what, well, in evidence, um, behaviors impact your weight and what your body does and how your body responds. Mm -hmm. So if there are behaviors that are causing your weight to go up, then we need to focus on those behaviors, not changing a number on a scale. And initially potential clients hear me say that and they get really discouraged because they're like, but no, I want a quick fix. I want the number on the scale to change. I don't want to change my behavior. Mm. And that is really frustrating for people to hear. And so that's my job is to help guide them to a place where they are open because that's what's going to cause lifelong change like actual life style change exactly so we can't be an emotional Mm -hmm. eater and think that our bodies are going to then rapidly lose weight and try to stay there Mm -hmm. we have to work on the behaviors yeah and so why do you think that is such a popular goal moving into a new year why do you think that's the number one resolution in America? You know, I think it started like decades ago as mm-hmm. just when really fad diets were coming into their own, mm-hmm. you know, and that was kind of like in the 50s, 60s, and they just mm-hmm. kind of slowly became what they are today. And so I think it started off as a novelty sort of thing that our culture has just completely flipped into the new year signifies a reset Mm -hmm. and the idea of resetting your body is just not we've talked about that Mm -hmm. before of you know our bodies just don't have like a a switch that Mm -hmm. we flip and change a diet and then everything falls into place Mm -hmm. um but i think it's a new year is a rejuvenation and we want to detox our bodies everybody's going on the whole 30 in january can you speak to like what it means to detox your body and if do we actually need that in the new year i think there's a lot of things we can detox like toxic people (laughs) in our lives (laughs) toxic jobs and environments relationships social media you know there's so many things that drive us to think that we need to physically detox our bodies and when someone says i need to detox my body i think in their minds they picture some really grotesque things happening in their bodies that just aren't happening yeah especially to the level that maybe they are thinking and that might come from you know celebrities who are saying like marketing products and so they have to really create a fear around their own body in order to get people to buy the product so they in their minds they have really distorted what's actually happening and so then it's this scramble to oh my gosh I have to detox and strip everything to reset my body Mm -hmm. and if you understood how the body actually worked the idea of resetting is not a thing yeah and your body 24 seven from really, I mean, the day you are born and cut from that umbilical cord, Mm -hmm. everything is working on its own. It's working some in utero as well, but I mean, your body doesn't stop detoxing itself and that's the power of your liver and it's literally your liver it's your liver's job to do that it's literally you don't need like a skinny tea regimen exactly because really <laughs> doing those types yeah. of things strips the body of the nutrients it needs to naturally detoxify itself and i feel like i want to be careful the way i say this so i might have to re-say it but i feel like a lot of times when people are wanting to reset or if they want to detox their body because they're engaging in things that they think are 
in quotes bad or wrong or not good for them that goes back to behaviors like if I need to detox my body from alcohol and processed foods it's not that you need to detox your body from that because your body naturally is like cleansing and working and doing all the things maybe that your behaviors are too extreme that it you feel icky or not yourself because you're not caring for yourself well does that make sense yes so anything in excess is going to be harmful to your body so right. so yes, like the idea of resetting is maybe reset your behavior yeah. by going back to like moderation or abstinence if you absolutely need to abstain from drinking alcohol. But yes, it's you do have to give your body a break mm-hmm. from fighting a fight. So mm-hmm. like, you know, you mentioned alcohol. Alcohol is toxic to the liver. It kills liver cells. But what's so cool about the liver mm-hmm. is it re- can regenerate itself. Mm-hmm. No other organ can do that it can regenerate itself. But in excess, alcohol can kill too many cells at one time Mm -hmm. and your liver starts creating scar tissue, you know, Mm -hmm. and starts doing things that it's not really meant to do. But that's abuse. That's what we do. So it's not that I need to detox. Like you need to just look at why you're doing the things that you're doing. Right. Right. If you're over consuming high sugar foods it's not the high sugar foods it's the over consumption of of that it. it's not the food it's the over consumption or the overuse or the excess of it yes okay cool all right so i think that there is a push for people to change their body change their life new year new me thing because of the messaging that the world sends around just like what's the ideal body what what you what you'll have and what you can get if you have the ideal body and if you think about ads or instagram posts or anything it has historically been celebrated that people that have it all and look like their lives are going well look a very specific certain way and so i think a lot of times when people are wanting to go into a diet in the new year it's because i want that good life that is being promoted on tv and that body is a part of that good life and that body will get me that good life not true right not true but that is what we're surrounded with so i think that's one of the reasons that people gravitate towards that but specifically why do you think people go to fad diets to get their needs met why do you think it's more attractive to go to a fad diet than to go to a dietitian and be like hey i want to make sure that i'm like healthy and everything's working well the people that they are comparing their bodies to they might be promoting something that got them that body very quickly when in reality that person works out very consistently their nutrition is under control they're not doing a whole lot of things that are excessive and they're promoting something that says want these abs i got this by taking this supplement or i did Mm -hmm. this thing you know and so it's giving that perception that a quick fix is possible Mm -hmm. but also our society is very on demand and we need it now Mm -hmm. like i can get amazon packages the same day at this point you can get it in two hours yeah and like that's because that is how our culture Mm -hmm. (laughs) is designed is that no longer are the days we get packages four days later and it's the Mm -hmm. same for our bodies it's i have to see a change right now or when i when they're working with me if they're not seeing pounds just drip off of them then it's my fault yeah it's the diet it's the meal plan i put them on and what they don't realize is and, and what they don't hear me say is that your body does not respond well to rapid weight loss. 
So yeah, it's just, uh, your body doesn't respond well to rapid weight loss. What does that mean? Is that so some people's do and some people's don't? It means that it's possible for you to lose rapid weight. I mean, diets prove it. They guarantee it, you know, or your money back you know, but it's the ability to keep it off and doing that extreme behavior that got you that rapid weight loss. Your body doesn't like that. And so same with, you know, like our clients with who are severely restricting, they lose that weight. But as soon as they start refeeding or eating normal or eat something, the weight comes right back because the body thought it was under threat the entire time. It didn't know Mm -hmm. that you were doing this on purpose it Mm -hmm. went into a survival mode and it releases specific hormones to do that it stands at the ready it checks your blood sugar all the time and it's just like what the heck is they're trying to gauge what level of threat it's at Mm -hmm. and so as soon as you your body figures out what's happening it will slow the rate of how fast your body burns calories or energy in a 24-hour period okay i need you to because i don't think a lot of people realize that here's what we do know about diets 95 percent of people who go on diets gain the weight back plus most of the time more Mm -hmm. yes and this right here is why yes especially the ones that are yo-yo or like chronic dieters so they're constantly jumping from one diet to the next Mm -hmm. so they're constantly putting their body back and forth into crisis into survival into overconsumption into stress Mm -hmm. it's just a lot of stress so when it comes to fad diets and these fast drastic diets 95 percent of people have to be on that diet or some form of diet or a more extreme diet continuously to keep their body looking that way because your body is it's trying to survive yes but eventually your body is like no more and it makes it harder for you to lose weight Mm -hmm. you know which creates a lot of panic for people they feel very trapped in their this body that they They can't can't, lose this last five pounds yeah or you know working with women in their 40s 50s 60s where they spent their entire lives doing this and all of a sudden none of it's working Mm -hmm. that is full-on panic Mm -hmm. mode panic panic and so i have to get them to a place of like getting their bodies to trust them again Mm -hmm. and it does that by really consistent eating eating habits and that's their minds are so wired to quick fix that it's very hard for them to trust that process. Yeah. Because I think if somebody's eating minimally or restricting types of foods for their whole entire lives, and that is the way they are shown that they get results. One, we have to look at why is that the result you're you're desiring. Why is this body and this image of this body the most important thing when you are, in fact, keeping your body from basic nutrients and withholding basic nutrients and things that you need to survive? Why is that more important than optimal health? Mm -hmm. That's one side of it. But for our whole lives, we're being taught that like, this is how you should eat to get to be this way. We want to look at why do we need to be this way? But two, if you're saying to them, hey, that's actually not going to work for you. The way to get your body to be consistent and find its consistent, stable weight where you don't have to always worry about what you're eating, what you're putting in your mouth, how much you're exercising. The way to get you there is to eat consistently. Mm-hmm. amounts of food that to some people are like what i can't have that no way but that's diet culture talking yeah that's saying you can't but that's why you know when i say everyone has their own unique eating experience but everyone needs a little something different 
because we're not all genetically the same. Mm -hmm. We know how the body's supposed to work. We know what nutrients it requires minimally to function optimally, not surviving, but to function and be thriving. And that's where the individual work comes in. And when you look at diets, what they are saying is there is one way Mm. for everyone to eat. This is the right way and everyone will get the same result. Everyone's going to look like this person here in the ad. And the fact is, that is not the case. We are all genetically different. We all require similar but different eating habits and our lifestyles are all different. So how can they actually say that that one way of eating is the right way? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people are in a constant state of weight loss. The, The pursuit of weight loss Everyone, if you just do a poll on the street, everyone is either saying they need to lose weight, they're actively losing weight, they're figuring out what next diet they're going to be on. Nothing is ever good enough. Mm -hmm. They never can lose the amount of weight they need to be satisfied. And that's because of diet culture saying Mm -hmm. that everyone needs to be losing weight. Mm -hmm. And first you have to detox your body. And then, <laughs> and then you can lose the weight. And then you get on this diet. Well, and the things that are like the, that have the timestamps on them, like the 30 days or the 21 day fix or something like that. Like those are really confusing to me because what do you do on day 22? Like, if, yeah. okay, well, I'm going to start new year, new me. We're going on the 21 day, whatever. Okay. Then are you done at day, day 20? Like, what do you do? You go back to what you used to be doing. To me, that's more confusing to your body. Hey guys, Kat here, and I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick, or you just need a little extra boost, I think I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be Cozy Earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you Unique Therapy after you check out. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal 
and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Two questions. One, I want to know, we have enough education. There is enough research and there are enough podcasts and there's enough books about why this doesn't work. So why are there still so many people telling us that it is working and why do we believe it? Okay. I have a great answer. Okay. Money. Oh, <laughs> so okay tell me about so that the diet industry billion trillion dollar industry okay they can afford the most amazing marketing teams mm-hmm. schematics scientists they they can afford to reach the people to get that following people are not going to order the journal of what JAMA, the Journal of American Med- Medical Association, or this, you know, or like they're not going to order, yeah. they're not going to f- seek out true evidence. They are going to watch a commercial and they're going to read a magazine. So diet culture is louder, much louder. Because they have the money. They they pay celebrities who have mm-hmm. the reach. They invented influencers. Mm-hmm. You know, they are paying people to market products. On it, you know, like you know, it's so gross. So smart, I know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, sure, it's really smart, but also it's like so Sick. gross because essentially, what these things get more money based on you buying into something that's never going to work, and you're going to keep on needing it. Which, in the sense of like, as a therapist or a dietitian, I don't. I can speak for myself. I don't want a client to be my client for the rest of their life. Right. That's like, not the goal. That's not the goal. Yeah. The goal is to get them to to a place where they need me less, they want to see me less, or they don't need to see me at all. Companies are making money off of you not succeeding and being dependent on them while while we are in the business of getting people to where they can be independent. Absolutely. Uh, yes. So it's kind of the opposite. So like, yeah, the diet culture is going to make more money, but what's going to lead you to the goal that you actually have? Because when people go on diets and when people look for this ideal body image, again, it goes back to what are you really wanting? You want to feel happy. You want to be satisfied. You want to be validated. You want to, you want to find affirmation. You want to feel everything comes back to, I want to be connected and I want to feel like I belong. So we think if we look this way, then we'll belong in this culture. But the culture is creating that in order to make money off of you. That's like a mind fuck. You know, it's like this whole diet culture was created for you to need it and for you to want Mm -hmm. to belong to. It's like a cult. And to not trust. It's a cult. And to not trust experts. Like, you know, like people are not trusting doctors. They're not trusting dietitians. He's not a doctor anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're not trusting dietitians. They're trusting the mom that's selling the shakes in the pyramid schemes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, they're. Like I've literally had people not believe me, but believed their friend who is a stay at home mom, but was taught about nutrition, nothing 
I, I wish I was a stay-at-home mom. P.S. Um, <laughs> but but she learned her nutrition facts from the people that sell the shake. So she can only answer questions that the answer leads back to why they need, they need that the shake. It, if you ask any other nutrition question, which they is won't that's, I think one of the best things that you've ever said to me in talking about professionals is are they selling you a product? Are they selling you supplements? Are they? They're selling a cupcake flavored breakfast protein shake. So like what you're saying is if I, I can have cupcakes for breakfast, first of all. Which like, I guess you can. You could, but like have a cupcake. Don't trick yourself into having, having a fake flavored <laughs> shake that mm-hmm. tastes like a cupcake at breakfast time when I'd rather you eat a whole meal that's breakfast food mm-hmm. or just whole food. I don't, it could be a barbecue sandwich. I don't even care. <laughs> just a whole meal, but just a meal. But to think that to flavor things, to taste like desserts that you can have at every meal, how does that train your palate to mm. want other foods? It's to, training your palate to, to want that literally, product. And I think I've showed you yeah. this, a person. Yeah. You know, that whole thing when mm-hmm. she has, they get kids involved and they're so teaching scary. children to rely on shakes for optimal nutrition. You can't actually absorb nutrients through food. You have to have the shake is what it says. Which makes no sense. Right. But if you ask, like, how's that? <laughs> How does the body absorb those nutrients? Tell me. They don't know. Right. They, they're, oh, well, this product says that it's the most absorbable food nutrient. And it's like, well, I thought. What does that mean? What is, why is food not? What is the mechanisms that don't allow your body mm-hmm. to absorb nutrients? Because it's not, your gut's not designed to absorb 100% of the nutrients in every food you eat. And that's for a reason, because it's too concentrated, as is a shake that's super concentrated and causes more harm. Mm. Yeah. And you know, it brings you back to what you said about we are trained to not trust doctors and educated people that are educated we're trained to trust people that have the flashy product or the really extreme results but what i think kayla carson said this um i think on this podcast one time that i i repeat it in my head all the time is to get extreme results you need extreme behaviors and what i know about extreme behaviors me personally is they're not sustainable and they're usually not good for us and so I'm not sitting here saying that going to see a dietitian isn't going to give you some kind of result. You're not going to have a fast extreme result because that would require you to do something that is probably unsafe and not good for how your body was designed to work. Yes. And I think we talked about this in a in our the previous podcast how at the same time not dietitians are not created equal. Yeah. Doctors are not created equal. So you still can have because when money is involved, people are can compromise their own ethics and evidence and what they know. That's scary to me. And that's yes, and that's why you have to know that the evidence can be altered. You have to know if you can trust the person or not. Which that's so scary. It's that's frustrating. I think that I want this episode to be more like motivating and inspiring rather than like bringing on like sadness and like there's nobody in the world you can trust but supplements are bad yeah but like it's the (laughs) truth is is this isn't black or white like this is not a black or white thing but the truth is that you can't just trust everything you see these days because our culture is so motivated by results and money yeah and business I I can say (laughs) I am not the best businesswoman I have a lot of great ideas 
but I'm not the best <laughs> businesswoman because I'm not a, I my brain doesn't isn't motivated by just money it's motivated by other things but our culture is motivated by the American dream of like having it all and doing it all and making all the money and looking the part and not actually what really matters and when it comes down to it what really matters is feeling connected to yourself and connected to other people and connected to our bodies I think that diets disconnect us from our bodies well yes because you if you have to ignore hunger or continued hunger maybe you ate your meal Mm -hmm. that it recommended and then you're still hungry Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yes Mm -hmm. it's if you have to spend a lot of time in your head talking yourself down, that is a red flag that this is not working for you. And you're right. And Kayla, love her, mm-hmm. is so right that doing extreme things is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And not just from a behavior standpoint, but your body can't handle it all the time. Mm-hmm. Your body's incredible and it will persevere. And at the same time, it will do what it has to to survive. And that's things yeah. that you don't like. Well, and you know, I think what people can get really down on is I'm doing all the things and I'm following the plan that this lady off of Facebook gave me and I added the extra supplement when this wasn't working and I'm doing this and I'm still not getting to the goal. And it's because these programs weren't designed to really get you to that place. These programs were designed to make money and these programs were designed to make things happen I guess, like fast for some people. But essentially, I think that they were designed for you to be the failure and not them. Fad diets are faulty plans, right? It is not you that is failing. It is the it's diet culture and, and diets in general. But what the message we get is we're not doing enough. We're not doing right. There's something wrong with my body. So often it's like, like I said earlier, it's like I can't this, get this last 10 pounds. There's something wrong with my body. My t- metabolism doesn't work. And it's like, well, maybe it doesn't work because you screwed it up with the diets, but it's not you. It is the program that you are following. Mm-hmm. Well, and also if there's a goal weight and you're saying... I can't lose the last 10 pounds. It might be because it's going to take really disordered Mm -hmm. eating to get your body to do that. And your body doesn't want to do that. Yeah. When I can speak for, I will speak for myself where I got down to a low weight for my body. Now, if you look at the BMI, ideal body weight, I had not reached it yet. And I was in some extreme behaviors, Mm -hmm. like some super extreme behaviors. But the, the thing that is scary and why I even bring this up is, I had to revolve my life around what I was eating and how much I was working out and like all of that. And I I couldn't drink like any of that stuff to get there. Mm -hmm. My body was not just, it just wasn't designed to be that small. Right. That doesn't mean, the other thing is it doesn't mean that because I weigh this much more that I'm unhealthy because I'm not at that ideal body weight that Mm -hmm. whatever book would say I'm supposed to be at. It means that this is what feels right to my body and this is where it works the best. Right. But I think people don't see that because they see it's a one size fits all. That weight is healthy. That weight is bad. That weight is healthy. That weight is bad. And then we get frustrated when we can't get to a healthy weight, but we are already healthy. Right. And yes, and that's where it's like weight is not does not equate to health because if you're on crash dieting to get to the weight your doctor told you to get down to or where the BMI scale says you're supposed to, that's not healthy. Like that, you know, there's certain diets that are heart disease promoting, inflammatory promoting, you know, but they'll get you to lose weight very quickly, but like 
if you stay on that type of diet, you are more at risk for developing heart disease later. But no one tells you that because what they tell you is do whatever it takes to get down to that that weight because that's what's healthy. Doesn't matter how you get there. That's what's frustrating. You know what's really frustrating too is, and then we'll get to like... (laughs) the other side of this when people show on social media like before and after and like look I lost this much weight and blah blah blah, they're not showing you what their life looked like to get there they're not showing you that they couldn't go to that party or they couldn't have drinks with their friends after work or that they got up at 4 a.m to work out and they went they are binging or yeah and that they're binging at 10 p.m when they get home from work and so then they go to the gym again at 12 a.m and like they're not showing you that and like I I'm, might be exaggerating but sometimes that is the truth mm-hmm. but they're not showing you the in between they're showing you a before and after they're not showing you what actually happens and I'll, that's really frustrating to me mm-hmm. because I could put up a before and after and make it look like it was the best thing that's ever happened to me and the before the middle of the before and after of my in quotes weight transformation when I had an actual eating disorder was a living hell yeah now with all that being said, I think it's okay for people want to want to make changes in the new year. I think it's okay for us to be unhappy with how we're living our lives and how we feel in our bodies. And I think it's okay to want to work on a relationship with our body and all of that. So if fad diets aren't the answer to, we're going to take back the word lifestyle change. If that's not the answer, <laughs> what is the answer? I mean, you talked earlier about like, let's look at behaviors, but how would you, in a nutshell, we're not going to give you all of the details because you can call Crystal and schedule session, (laughs) (laughs) but like, how would you help somebody move into a space that is really talking about healthy lifestyle, like wholesome changes? I think it starts with being incredibly honest with yourself, you know, honesty of what your secret behaviors are you know, looking and sometimes that's about journaling, like I'm going to commit to figuring out who I am and what my behaviors are, because maybe you've never like the word behavior may be new, you know, like when I say that to some people, they're like, what is a behavior? (laughs) You know, know, because it's so very it's in our daily language, you know, Mm -hmm. doing what we do. But the idea of having a behavior doesn't compute for some people. So even just exploring like, what do I do on a daily basis that my body might not like right now? Yeah. You know, like, or even it's just starting with, like, I don't have an, I don't have energy. I'm constantly hungry. I snack a lot when I get home. Like there's, there's or so many the, things. What are the behaviors that my body might really be craving that I'm not? engaging in yeah because i wish that we could rephrase a lot of the way we talk about food and and working out and exercise and and movement in the sense that like maybe in the new year we want to develop a more caring and loving relationship with our body by treating it kindly by giving it more foods that i've been withholding more wholesome Mm -hmm. nutritious foods that i've been withholding or i want to be able to enjoy cake or i want to be able to enjoy movement like i think those are really Really, really great goals for the new year. I want to be able to enjoy moving in a way that is kind and respectful towards my body. I want to learn and I want to develop habits around food and nutrition that are really kind and respectful to my body. And that is eating cake sometimes and eating some Oreos. And that also is putting broccoli on your plate sometimes. 
Both of those things are helping you develop a a kind and respecting relationship with your body. A bad diet is mean. Like it is a mean, unkind thing. It is saying you are bad and you are wrong Mm -hmm. and I'm going to punish you. And then when we get to the place, if we do get there, then I'll reward you and then I'll punish you again for rewarding you because then it's going to undo what I've already done. Yeah. The term deadlining comes Mm -hmm. up, you know, it's when you set those type of of resolutions it's like okay the deadline is january 1st everything changes and that means okay i'm gonna have my diet ready to go i'm gonna have all like you get mentally prepared for that day same thing with like the gym like okay i'm gonna start going to the gym gym Mm -hmm. membership surge the first month in january the gyms are packed Mm -hmm. and then everything kind of starts dwindling down and it's the same thing because it's deadlining Mm -hmm. i'm deadlining these things i'm setting these unrealistic goals because i'm trying to fit my busy lifestyle around exercise and this diet plan instead of figuring out how nutrition fits into your current lifestyle because if you have a very demanding job if you have a family if you're in relationships if you're doing certain things that is your lifestyle Mm. so when you try to fit a diet in the middle of the center of everything it doesn't work so if you're at work and Something's gotta give. your diet yeah. doesn't fit into your work schedule, that is not your work schedule's problem. <laughs> it is your diet's problem. Mm-hmm. And that's when I have people come to me, we figure out together, how does nutrition work with your lifestyle? Because it might not be realistic for you to have lunch exactly at 12 and get all these things in, mm-hmm. you know, or get those snacks in at those exact times. We figure it out so that it's a little bit easier. But... But I think deadlining and setting those matter of fact intentions is a setup and instead be having those kind thoughts and being very open ended because you have an entire it's an entire lifetime, you know, really to work on kindness and compassion and bringing in positive thoughts. It's not deadlining January 1st. I'm going to start saying five affirmations. Just do it right now. Yeah, there is no timeline because that's something we're just, we always need to be working Mm -hmm. on no matter what, if Mm -hmm. it's a new year or not. Yeah. So yeah, I like the idea of like writing down your vision. Like where, what do I want my life to look like Mm -hmm. from food, my relationship with food, my body. And let's be very honest with writing down what I if you're still in that spot where you're like no I'm still gonna do this diet like I'm still I still want this okay write down what you think this diet is going to do for you and how it's going to change your life write it down and then I want to see does that actually happen we call that going out and doing more research there's plenty of people that I have worked with and work with and know in my personal life where great if if you are not sold on the fact with even with all the research and all the evidence if diet culture still has hold of you okay go out write down all your goals go do the thing and see if it gets you those things and why is this diet different than previous diets why is this one different yeah and if you're a chronic dieter uh, crystal brought this up when we were talking before we started recording is when you are doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again expecting a different result we define that as insanity like that is insanity thinking that this time it's going to be different yet i'm doing the same thing 
Mm-hmm. What evidence, what facts, what data do you have that you can come in and, and it can support the fact that this is going to be different this time? Mm-hmm. Be honest with yourself too, because mm-hmm. we are really good at lying to ourselves to make ourselves be able to believe something that we want. Listen, I wish that dieting could change our lives and make our lives 100% better because it sounds really easy. Mm-hmm. The fact is it's not. It's not easy. All on that to be said, the reason that I even brought this up is because I want people to write down what are the things that I really want out of this diet? What am I thinking it's going to do for me? If you need to go do your research, go do your research. I'm not co-signing on dieting because I don't just hear me out, but some people (laughs) are going to do what they want. But then when it comes down to it, are there other avenues that I need to lean into to get those things? If I think it's going to get me a boyfriend or a husband or a girlfriend or a wife or what a partner, Okay, I have a lot of evidence to prove that somebody's body shape isn't what got them to be in relationship with somebody. If I want more confidence, okay, well, you do know that there's plenty of confident people that don't have the same body of the girl that's on that in shape magazine at the grocery store. I want to land my dream job. Oh, it's actually illegal to hire and not hire people based on what their body looks like. All in that to be said, I want you to look at what are the things that you're wanting out of life is starving yourself and putting yourself in a cycle of abuse. That's what diets really are. Is that going to get you that? And are there other ways to get it? Because if you've tried this before, let's look at the other ways to get that. Mm -hmm. I'm all for learning to have a better relationship with food in your body. I'm all for that. But a diet, especially a fad diet is not the way to get that. Any final thoughts? I think just going back to when I was saying being honest with yourself is it's I say that because it can be difficult because our thoughts are very crowded with diet culture thoughts. And so when you're being really honest with yourself, what do you do with those honest thoughts Mm -hmm. and the next steps after you figured out, okay, if I'm being honest, this is what I'm doing and I'm trying to do everything I can so I can keep those things or not face them is what's the next step for you to work through Mm -hmm. those behaviors that we talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, or, and if maybe they're just cycling thoughts and food rules, Mm -hmm. you know, what is it going to take to undo those things so that you, it makes room for that kindness, you know, because sometimes those thoughts, behaviors just block any positive thought that could come in. And so that is sometimes it's getting help finding the right resources. Yeah. Um, And I do also, I want to close with, we didn't talk an entirely great amount about this, but busting through all of this stuff, you also have to bust through straight up the idea that the, a body is what we're trying to attain and a, a look is what we're trying to attain. And that is a whole nother podcast on like body positivity versus body neutrality versus body negativity. This is hard. This is really hard because when we're asking you to look at behaviors and we're asking you to really look at what you think the body is going to give you and look at those goals, you're also going to have to go through a grieving process that the ideal body isn't really the dream. Like we have to let go of that. Right. Sorry. I was just, I was just imagining. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) Sorry. I was in a thought about what, you know, we say ideal body. Are you talking about our ideal body or is there a body we're looking at that says that that is the second one? So it's even recognizing that like we cannot all shove our bodies into a ideal mold. So maybe our ideal We have to evaluate that. That's the honest part. What feels good in your body? Eating the cake when you want it. 
eating, you know, like eating more consistently throughout the day, even though the diets may tell you different, you know, it's doing what feels good and authentic to you and your, your ideal body comes with those behavior changes. Changing what the ideal body is. So ideal body is not a mold that we all want to fit in. What body shows up when you're able to live your life optimally? Right. Well, thank you guys. And I hope this was helpful. If you want to find Crystal, if you think she sounds like somebody that you want to talk to more, where can they find you? On Instagram and your website. (laughs) (laughs) This is when you plug yourself. Yes, I am on Instagram. It's Horizon underscore nutrition counseling or you can email info at horizon nutrition counseling.com we would love to have you yeah and uh she's literally in the office next to mine so thank you for being here and uh we'll have you again obviously happy new year guys uh let's reevaluate those uh those goals that we got out there yes happy new year don't deadline Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.